Hi, I'm Wendy Sheridan, and you're listening to the Left Escape podcast. Hi, I'm Robin Renee. Oh, hi, I'm Mary McGinley. And um, it's June 20th today, which is Midsummer's Eve after the sun goes down, because tomorrow, June 21st, is the summer solstice. Uh, and in the pagan community, we also call that Litha. Um, it's, it's the longest day of the year. Uh, it marks the um, zenith of the sun. The sun, so, so it's also um, a celebration of male energy. Uh, it's it's not in, in my in my thinking it's not a uh, it's not really a coincidence that Father's Day just happened right before the summer solstice uh, because Mother's Day is right after Beltane um, which is kind of like the woman the female energy holiday in the in the pagan calendar. So uh, anybody else have any solstice thoughts that they want to well share? I'm just thinking that it's also Midsummer Night's Eve, right? Yes. Yeah, so I just want to recommend to our listeners, don't get lost in the woods with all the fairies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I just love the the idea of celebrating the height of the sun. Um, To me, it's like sort of the just power and fullness of life. Um, it's something I really like to relish because, you know, it starts to get darker a little bit sooner every, every, uh, day after this, but it's, there's still much more summer to, to frolic and play and, uh, just enjoy life at this time of year. So it's my, it's my happy season. And a quick thing, um, we're recording this today is the 13th of June, and we've just seen online this four-minute movie trailer, I guess, uh, <laughs> that that our sitting president, number 45, um, played for Kim Jong-un at, his, at that meeting that they had this week. And it's just really, really bizarre. Um, <laughs> I I recommend go to our website and look at the link if you haven't seen this thing yet. And and if you can sit through the four minutes, that's great. Um, you notice a bunch of things really fast, like the narrator is speaking very slowly and using small words. So I'm thinking that was because it's easier for them to translate into Korean, um, and it really felt as if this is it it, in part of it is like they don't trust the president to be able to stay on script so they kind of had this script for the guy for for kim so he could you know get what the hell we're trying to talk about so when when trump gets into his word salad it's not (laughs) you know uh they don't they don't get completely off derailed so that's kind of where i thought i think exactly i think it's exactly that yeah interesting i hadn't thought about that i honestly i haven't made my way all the way through this i've tried to start watching it twice (laughs) and it's it's actually really scary to me it's like a it's it's like a horror movie trailer well it's really it's 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 like an old school propaganda yeah kind of thing and it's i just thought where 
are we? <laughs> you know, they're stroking. I, it, it's 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 all this ego stroking. It, it's yeah. it, and and it's yeah. like it's a not it's a lot of Kim ego stroking and a little bit of Trump ego stroking and it's like oh. yeah well a lot of Trump stroking too because his name is always first yeah he's always first I'm not sure but, I want to put those two words in a sentence together <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah it's um, have you seen the whole thing Mary. Yes, I have, and and I uh, I think uh, Wendy's exactly right that that somebody on on Trump's staff really felt like we can't trust this guy to actually talk <laughs> to this person. So let's start out with a visual aid, and so we they put together a thing. It's lots of pictures, lots of pictures with very symbolic pictures. The sun rising, the sun rising. There's about five sunrises in there, and. Um, uh, the only thing is that they started getting kind of screwy with uh, with their their um, structure of of the whole thing. So uh, it's a little bit hard to follow. Though I thought what was funny was showing. Oh, when it got to the point where history repeating itself, but you can go one way or you can go the other. If you go the wrong way, then the film uh, starts to melt and burn, like like it's yeah all, like projectors on fire like that was a little scary and then huh. then then when it got or you could go the right way and it showed bombs going backwards into the ground <laughs> and i'm going what how do you get the bombs to go backwards <laughs> Special I, effects. it was just a very it, yeah it, it felt you know that they they just needed to do that because they can't trust the guy to keep it keep yeah. it yeah. sane um, See, I, I took another a slightly different sense from this, and I admit I didn't do my homework and watch the whole four <laughs> minutes of it. And yet but, you gave us the link, so. <laughs> yes, well, it, it was startling enough to, to say we need to think about this. But I think um, my, the, the question I had is do, who, do they believe that this sort of, it seems such an obvious um, Oh, it's not subtle at all. It's not at all subtle. And is this what they believe works psychologically for Kim Jong Un or for uh, one group of people other than him? Does it does it is it aimed at other people? Oh, it's is it probably something not. That, it's probably that it was made just for this guy. Just for him, you know. Just, just and for... I guess I was wondering: is there something? that is it something that we could eventually get used to seeing because i oh mean i think God. at a certain point not. in time there was so much propaganda like russian propaganda for example and things like that which was just kind of like the normal thing that you would see you know the german german stuff in the war world war yeah II. yeah i don't want to i don't want to believe Here. that i could ever see something like that and think our that prop i'll tell you okay. this right now our propaganda is a lot more sophisticated Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder to decompose and realize it's propaganda until it's too late, because right. our our psyops are a lot more sophisticated for our own people. Because we're we're not as easily fooled, one would hope. But anyway, mm. other things. We, other we do things have that, news. Yeah, we do. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, what the, other, the other thing that happened is um, our our dear leader managed to alienate all of our allies 
okay. at the same time at the G7 summit this week. And, and apparently um, Canada is pissed off enough that, I mean, I'm, I, have, I have a good number of friends in Canada on my Facebook page. And uh, I'm. Have seeing, you been apologizing to them? I've, I've apologized. To I, you one. know, when I was physically in Canada in 2005, that's pretty much all I did. I said, "Hi, I'm Wendy, an American. I didn't vote for him." That and that was sort of my introductory thing, and and that was for Bush. And it's like now, it's like I don't even want to leave the country because I'd be too ashamed. But um, <laughs> but the Canadians are are gearing up to boycott American products. So yay, uh, good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I I'm just sort of boggled at this, and I'm hoping that you know when we get rid of this guy, people we can be friends with these people again. I hope that we don't like burn the bridges. I hope so. It feels very disorienting. Like every the, the whole trip was such a opposite world. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not a world. You know, North Korea and fight with Canada, and it, I was like, "What's well, you know?" It's it's uh, very disturbing. Yes, yes, and I'm you know, and then there's there's an apparently a soccer thing happening. Oh, <laughs> it's and it's it's gotten it's gotten to the point where I'm getting email from from 23andMe who have done my uh, my DNA testing to show me what teams I should be rooting for oh. based on my gen by genetic history. So, okay. What is <laughs> I, this? I've not heard this. No, I, I got this. It was this, this email this morning. It was like, um, and I, I went to the site, I clicked the link and it's showing me, you know, okay, I have ancestors in Poland and I have ancestors in Russia. So now I'm supposed to, you know, like I'm, and I gave me little social media things like I'm going, I'm rooting for the Poland team because my people are from Poland. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh I, I, I thought you were going to be rooting for some Jewish soccer. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm kind of, you know, it's like, that's a thing that goes on. And I know there's people who are very interested in that. And that's great for them. And I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any hate mail because I don't care about soccer. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's funny. And um, the only other thing is that I'm I'm sorry we didn't plan a Loving Day show or something like that. It's Loving Day actually was yesterday, which is the anniversary of Loving Day, Virginia which got rid of the um, anti-interracial marriage laws. Yeah, the miscegenation laws. Exactly. And um, well, it's a day that I love to celebrate. Um, definitely my family was biracial, and um, a lot of my community and friends are, are very blended, and it's something that I feel is very um, very important to celebrate you know, well. and be visible about. And so... You know, um, I did get to talk about it a little bit. I host a uh, polyamory meetup um, in the Philadelphia area. And we it was one of the topics that came up as like a possible discussion. We wound up talking a lot more about uh, Pride Month and, and topics related to that. But um, it was good to just acknowledge it and acknowledge the day and the people that made uh, Loving Day possible. So 
that's a good thing. Yeah, well, it's a recurring news item. That's hopefully nice. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, we'll pick it up before before the event next year. <laughs> yes. Or maybe even create an event. That would be fun. So this is, and then they came for, and uh, we had been talking about the idea that, you know, um, there are lots of different categories of, of topics and oppressions and things that some of which you feel like they um, apply to you, some that you don't, and some that are easy to just kind of not pay a whole lot of attention to, which is not something I want to do. I want to be aware of what's going on for, um, for everybody. And so we were yeah. just thinking about some of those issues that maybe we haven't given a lot of attention to and what, yeah, and what it, those are. And what I, what I liked, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what I liked about this idea that you were talking about too is the idea of developing empathy, which mm -hmm. uh, I think is sadly lacking in um, what I'm seeing going on in the news today is because people have gotten so uh, polemic and in taking sides that they never stop and think about what's going on with somebody else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So what yeah. did you think about, Mary, that might um, fall into that category for you? Well, what kind of struck me was that it, what it was like last week there was, um, what's her name? See, I don't follow these, these celebrities. Uh, uh, the, the Somebody got a pardon from their prison sentence. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, but well, it was uh, Kim Kardashian. Was yeah, Kim Kardashian. That's the White House, right? Yes. Was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she got she got the uh, Trump to pardon this woman who she had sold some cocaine, or she she had she owned, had cocaine, got arrested, got a life sentence. And I thought, well. The, the mandatory minimum sentencing is terrible, and like this one lady gets out. But was she, look did at all she, the others. Was it a mandatory life sentence that she got, or would that they just yeah. gave? Oh, that was mandatory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and and that so she, this woman gets out, which is nice and good, and I, I was really glad that she got out because uh, she didn't deserve that. But then it was reminding me about Jeff Sessions just this in this past year has been pushing the federal courts to to um, get really strict with the mandatory sentences and try try to pull the the worst possible sentences on anybody who was a nonviolent um, uh, drug in, offender in car drug offender. Yeah. So. Because he said uh, it was, oh, I don't have my notes here, it, that it was uh, deplorable or something and th that he felt this is what we have to do. And they show that this does not work. This does not work, this uh, incarceration of people. Uh, it, it's not a deterrent at all. But, well, mandatory, uh, mandatory minimums are, I remember watching something on one of the news programs where judges judges don't like it because it ties their hands yes because sometimes 
somebody can actually be guilty of whatever the crime is and there are all of these mitigating circumstances that should under under other conditions would you know um have a reduced sentence especially for the and, and it's like okay i'm thinking in my head that you know okay on the one hand you got this woman serving a life sentence for selling coke probably to the kardashians you know i mean you think about you know it's okay it's cocaine she's been in since the 80s who was using coke in the 80s that you know so I've, i'm thinking about like the people who are pardoning her maybe they had business with her in the past who knows um but uh you know so there's so, the, so this woman gets a life sentence and brock turner gets six months you know if there's going to be mandatory minimum sentences it should be for violent crimes Mm-hmm. not for nonviolent crimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's that's not I mean that and that kind of leads into that whole, you know, what I call the the prison industrial complex where you have these people incarcerated for, you know, having a joint or two on their persons and then they end up in a privately held prison who then force them to do work for like 25 cents an hour or a dollar or two a day some ridiculously underpaid work where the prison itself is getting you know a lot more money it's it's creating this this not i all right we'll use the word it's creating a slave labor force in the united Mm -hmm. states it's unconscionable and i i don't know what to do about it but it's wrong it's wrong i Uh, looked up I looked up some statistics, too, that, um, uh, oh, here, uh, since the early 80s, when they first started talking about these mandatory sentences, since the 80s, the population of the United States has grown 43%, while the population in prisons has grown 630%. Yeah, what's the, do you have anything on the demographics of who the prisoners are? Uh, 60% of the prisoners are black or Latino. Yeah. See, Which we're... exactly was going to be my point. Yeah. Um, it, when it, you use the term slave labor, um, I think that's not far off the mark, you know? Um, I, and and it, it, it sickens me. I, and it's like, I, I feel helpless in, in the face of this. I don't even know what to do about it. I, it's, well, I, I think, you know, I think there's probably a lot of activism that can happen around this. Um, mm-hmm. There are people who can, you can certainly encourage people to go into professions that can help people in those situations. I know some people be, go into law so that they can um, help to change the way sentencing happens, you know, or things like that. It's, that might not be what yeah. we're going to do, but I mean, it's something that can be done. And the more we talk about it, the more um, that's possible. And, and a lot of- I, I just wanted to say that I've yep. been very, um, this is, this actually, we we all came up with similar topics um, around this issue for this week. And mm-hmm. for me, um, it's been a really hard thing for me to start thinking about, you know, in terms of um, the things that we feel like don't apply to us. Cause I'd never really particularly thought about the prison system. And I started mm-hmm. listening to uh, Pod Save the People, uh, 
pretty regularly. And it was hard to listen to because it was all it very much, uh, very often about prison issues. And I was like, you know, I don't, I didn't quite get it, but then I really started to get it and, and have it driven home that this is, you know, a systematic issue. And especially young black men are uh, more likely to be seen as a threat, more likely to uh, be arrested for something small, you know, and you get caught into this, this pattern. And it's, it's devastating, actually. Um, and I, it's helped me to, you know, have, have empathy, but also to really focus on, like, understanding my own privilege. You know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm very luckily, lucky in terms of uh, never really being in an economic system where I would wind up committing a crime out of necessity or the, the things that sort of get you started in that, in that pattern, in that, in that mm -hmm. uh, system. I mean, I could have had unfortunate luck and wind up there too, you know, just as easily. Yeah. But so I recognize that, but well, I, also... I skirted around it and it was, it was, uh, from driving 70 miles an hour on the parkway. It, it, mm. And if I was not a white woman, I, who knows? And, and it's, it, it just ended up, you rack up enough, enough uh, points with the DMV at some point and you lose your license and then you drive on it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you know, once it's like, once the legal system kind of wakes up and sees you, it, it, you know, it was one of these things where if I did not have a lot of money to throw at this and make it go away, uh, there would there would have actually been jail time associated with uh, with driving on a suspended license, believe it or not. Um, wow. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and once and once that once you start down that path, it's it's hard to it's hard to get off of there. You know, mm -hmm. it's like a it's like a very unpleasant highway with no exits on it. So, mm -hmm. and like I said, yeah, you know, yeah, and. Um, the, those statistics that I was reading before, I was reading them off of uh, a, a press release that was put up by the Quaker lobby. Okay. Uh, so uh, the, the, there's a um, bill being uh, presented, a bipartisan legislation, um, uh, Sentencing Reform and Corrections Act. So you, you mentioned before, Robin, about what could we do about this and i think that one of the things we can do is contact our representatives and safe support the sentencing reform and corrections act that's one thing and then is that just for federal law or, or is it gonna is it gonna uh, filter into the states because it's a lot of this is is a, as a state level thing because not every state has private prisons for example mm. Mm -hmm. I'm looking. I don't see that it says federal, but it probably is federal. Yeah. Uh, right. So I think it's important to take a look at what happens in your state and in your state. jurisdiction and see what the changes are or the differences are. I think really education is huge. I want to read the new Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration in the Age mm. of Colorblindness. And oh. that is a, a book that I've been aware of for a while. And, and as I said, it it, you know, it's not that it doesn't pertain to me, of course it does, but it was something that it was farther down the list of things I felt like I needed to read. And I've been really becoming more and more aware of this issue and wanting to know more. And um, I think everyone 
coming out for issues about black lives really matters. It really does matter to to show up and think about a lot of this stuff because it affects people so disproportionately. Yeah. Yeah, but, and uh, just an offshoot on that too, um, because uh, I, I'm a member of NOW, National Organization of Women, and uh, we, we had a meeting just last night and we were discussing um, uh, a corollary to this is the women in prison, the specifically women in prison, um, there's, there's uh, a lot of problems of abuse and, and just the nat- uh, basic things like getting sanitary napkins. They withhold them so that the women have to walk around getting their period and not doing anything about it. It's, it's really disgusting. So people are, are, people are going up to Sen- uh, Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker, and uh, trying to uh, convince him uh, about prison reform, that, that something has to be done at the facilities here in New Jersey. And so I would say also, if you're a New Jersey resident, send stuff to Cory Booker saying that you, you um, really think women have to be looked at and the problems of women in prisons have to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And we can put uh, some links to some resources on our site as well after the show. Yeah. Well, hi, this is Mary, and uh, this is a segment where we like to talk about what we're up to and uh, how you can come out and uh, see us if we're, you know, appearing somewhere. Actually, I'm not appearing anywhere, so I thought I would donate my promo time to someone that I know. Carol Simon Levin. She's an author and an actress, and uh, she does one woman show about women's history. And she has this great book. It's on my coffee table. It's called Remembering the Ladies. And it's a comic book, uh, not a comic book, a, a coloring book, but also a book book. So it's good for children and adults. And it's all about the women in history. And um, oh my God, she's got an awful lot in here. Uh, it's so impressive what she did, and I highly recommend this book to anybody. You can get it from her website, which is called tellingherstories.com. Hi, this is Wendy, and I also have a coloring book that is geared more for the adult person because there's a lot of little tiny things to color in, so you need to have some pretty good... Uh, fine motor skills, so little kids, it's going to be too complicated for little kids and they'll get frustrated, but uh, it's called Harlequin and Other Fantasies, and it features 20 original drawings by me, um, and you can get it from wendycards.com. Well, I am Robin Renee, and I have no coloring book to speak of, but I uh, do have music for sale and available at iTunes, CD Baby, um, Spotify, pretty much anywhere on the web. And you can find me at RobinRenee.com, on Facebook at RobinReneeFan, on Twitter at SpiritRocksSexy. Oh, we're talking about 
about the person of the day, and this is something that I suggested because there are some people that you just want to think about a little bit more and be happy that they existed. And um, I was listening to the news. Uh, of course, I'm always listening to it. Uh, the, um, the, the things that are going on with immigration and the people tearing children away from their parents at the border, it's just so heart-rendering. And also, um, it's, it's a violation of human rights. And I started thinking about human rights. How do we know what human rights are? And then I re remembered having watched this documentary about Eleanor Roosevelt and how much she worked. Uh, she, she worked really hard for the UN to come up with the human rights. It took a couple of years to get this whole, uh, to get everybody to agree on what our basic human rights and they finally agree on it and then Trump throws it all out the window that drives me crazy but uh, there's a lot of interesting things about uh, Eleanor Roosevelt and how she worked um, if you've seen the documentary it's a Ken Burns documentary on the Roosevelts and you would think oh okay he's talking about Teddy Roosevelt and Franklin Roosevelt but he included Eleanor Roosevelt in there she's not a president but she was like actually the the eyes and ears of Franklin Roosevelt because of course he had polio and he couldn't go out and investigate anything. She was out there being the president. She was doing all the investigative work. She was talking to all the people. She she was a, an amazing person, especially for someone who was actually basically pretty shy and didn't want to go out and do this. She forced herself to go out and do this. And she did tremendous things for our country. And I, I don't think she gets half as much recognition as she should. And there, and um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about it. There, <laughs> there, there is an idea that, that it's put out there that she's also gender fluid, but um, uh, I'm not gonna presume to know. That's, well, um... It, she was also, um, not only was she the first, did she do a lot of this work as the first lady or when she became no, no, it was um, after the UN, when she was, when she was um, the delegate to the United Nations? Yeah, they didn't have the United Nations when her husband was alive. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now and, and it says she was... Um, she was our delegate to the United States Nations General Assembly from 1945 to 1952. Yes, her father, uh, I mean, her husband died in 45. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and what is it? Harry Truman called her the first lady of the world. Um, yes. For, the, for her human rights achievements. I always thought she was a, you know, pretty amazing person. I, I think a lot of the, the Roosevelt family in general had a lot of public service for the entire family, but I'm just speaking out of my butt right now. So. <laughs> well, I would highly recommend that PBS has this on right now, too. The, they're they're uh, showing it again. So I had seen it uh, a couple of years ago, so I'm kind of trying to remember but it is available right now. If you go online and go to PBS, you can find it. Um, the uh, Ken Burns, you know, you can't you can't uh, laugh at Ken Burns. He's very good at uh, documentaries. Yeah, 
Thank you for that reminder. I, um, Eleanor Roosevelt is someone that I wouldn't necessarily think of first. And I think it just goes to show that, you know, she's one of the people that did a lot of the background for what we come to expect and know now in terms of human rights and yeah. just visibility and was she for women. Also, one of the one of the first first ladies to become a very politically active is that yes. did she start that trend? Yes. And and Melania is kind of ending that trend. I'm, you know, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I I really I don't really want to dig on her, you know, but she really isn't being very first ladyish. But I oh, guess well, that makes well, that gets makes I sense because her her impre- husband isn't very presidential, so yeah. you know. <laughs> and I get the impression that she never wanted the job in the first place. Don't you think? Yeah, well, it's not like she can, like, quit, is it? Well, I think that's what she's been trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is our po- this is our happy section. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have oh, to say for, that... Hooray for first ladies of the past. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and first ladies of the future. Yes. <laughs> or first first gentlemen of the future. First, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm kind of ready for that. I'm ready for that. <laughs> I'm way ready for that. Find us on the web at leftscape.com. On Facebook at Leftscape on Twitter at Leftscape. Follow us on Instagram at Leftscape. And you have been listening to The Leftscape, the shape of progressive conversation.